Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Some people ask, how close are we to the rapture of the church in the beginning of the tribulation? Well, Pastor J.D. shares that he believes we are very close based on Bible prophecy. He also shares that because of the fast approaching end, you must be diligent in sharing the good news with everyone. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 15, 2022. All of those things that I had put my trust in and leaned upon and looked two are gone. I like how one said it. You'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. But it takes something like this. And that's why it's a blessing in disguise. You'll forgive me for the personal reference, but in my own life, in my walk with the Lord, God allowed the most painful experiences to bring about the greatest blessings. And while I would never want to have to go through them again, I would never trade the blessings that God brought out of it for anything. The good that God did in the midst of the bad that He allowed I think about the Apostle Paul. He said it basically like this, the sufferings of this life, the difficulties, the hardships, the painful trials, and they're so painful, nothing, not even to be compared with the glory that awaits. And could it be, by the way, that God has allowed this for this, What do you mean? Well, God has allowed what we call COVID. Again, I'm saying it like that for a reason. God has allowed all of this to happen. Unthinkable, right? He has allowed all of it to happen because in and through what He's allowed to happen, He has brought us to Him. Some of us, if we're honest, He's brought us back to Him. Thank you again, Capono. That's that hymn. Uh, I'm a little rusty, I'll do my best, but the guy who wrote that hymn, he backslid. He walked away from the Lord after he wrote that, prone to wander, come thou fount of every blessing. Prone to wander, Lord, I know it. After he wrote that 
I mean, magnificent, beautiful hymn. He wandered and he backslid. And then one day he happened upon a woman that was singing his hymn. And he approaches her and enters into this conversation with her, and she's just talking about how wonderful this hymn is. And he says to her something to the effect of, I'm that pitiful man who wrote that hymn. And he broke down. Oh, that I could be that man that I was before I wandered. David in the Psalm, Psalm 119, he says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. This is a good thing. This bad thing, it's a good thing. This evil, it's a blessing in disguise. This affliction, oh, it's good. Because had it not been for this affliction, had it not been for this trial, had it not been for God allowing this evil, I don't know. Where would I be? Had it not been for this. Again, you'll forgive the personal reference. I. I know over the last couple of years in my own life, God has done a deep work in me as, as a pastor through all of this. Just the, <clears throat> but it's been good. <laughs> it's been hard, but it's been good. Have you ever thanked God for a painful trial? You know what I'm talking about, right? Where <laughs> you're just going, Lord, <laughs> That was horrible, but thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for allowing this. Because had it not been for this, I would have never learned the things that you wanted to teach me. Because it was in and through this that you had my undivided attention that you did not have heretofore. I'm busy about many things like Martha. <laughs> There's a lot of Marthas. You know who you are. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Martha, Martha, you're, why are you so busy? Listen, the tuna casserole can wait. Mary has chosen the better thing, sitting at my feet, hanging on every word. I'll personalize it. J.D., why, what are you, why are you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Why don't you just, do I have your attention yet? Yeah, you got my attention. Okay, we need to talk. There's some things I need to show you. There's some things I need to say to you. And I don't have your undivided attention. And I had to allow this so that I could have your undivided attention, because now I've got your undivided attention. Now you're hanging on every word. Now, let me, let me, tell you what I needed to tell you. Let me show you what I needed to show you, so that you can learn what you need to learn from this. And it took this, and had it not been for this, you would have never learned it. It would have never happened. 
It is a blessing in disguise. Please know that I don't want to do an unnecessarily long update today, as I often do, which is why I'm going to bring it to an end. <laughs> don't be shocked, please, by this. Okay, And don't look at your watches either. Simply put, this is the end, and this is how it ends. And this, by virtue of the fact that Bible prophecy tells us what it will be like at the time of the end. Knowledge of Bible prophecy has increased. And we have in our Bibles well nigh one-third of our Bibles that are prophecy. And many of those prophecies are in some cases very specific as it relates to what will happen at the time of the end. And you don't need to be smart or even have an above average IQ. In fact, sometimes that can be a liability more than an asset. I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that as you look at what's happening and you look at your Bible and what it says in Bible prophecy will be happening, it's exactly, exactly what's happening. And that's how we know it's the end. Okay, wait a minute, Pastor, because, you know, with all due respect, <laughs> I always know I'm in for it when it, someone starts off like that. With all due respect, oh boy, here we go. You know, I just heard this other guy, a well-known prophecy teacher, say, hey, you know, we've got probably another 50 years. Um, no, we don't. Well, how can you be so emphatic and dogmatic that we don't have another 50 years? Time doesn't permit, but I'll just give you two reasons. Number one, the technology that we have described in the book of Revelation is the technology that exists today. If you go even 10, 15 years beyond today, you exceed the technology, especially at the swiftness with which technology is advancing. You will exceed the technology that is described in the Bible. Number two, um, I don't want to, this may be for another update, yet future, Lord willing, but the earth itself ain't going to make it. Neither will the flesh that dwells on the earth ain't going to make it. With the way things are right now, the way things are going right now, all that is happening right now, no, this is it. This is it. Okay, Pastor. Again, with all due respect, what if you're wrong? Well, I'll be home with the Lord in 50 years, so <laughs> sorry. Um, and so will you. Well, most, most of you, I think. We just got done reading in Daniel and Revelation about how prophecy will no longer be closed up and sealed at the time of the end. 
And we just got done specifically in chapter 22 of Revelation, reading where John writes, unseal it, don't seal it, because it's the end. It's the time of the end. One last thing. If this is true, and I am absolutely convinced that it is, then knowing that we're this close to the pre-tribulation rapture should give us a burning urgency, if I can say it like that, to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus while we still have time. And this is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. This is why we end with a simple childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? The gospel is good news. That's what the word means. Good news, your debt has been paid, you're free to go. Good news. Well, who paid the debt? Jesus. How did he pay my debt? Oh, he came to this earth as a man, and was crucified and buried, and he rose again on the third day, and he's coming back again one day. Good news. What are the ABCs? Well, the ABCs are just a simple way to share the gospel with someone. It's not the only way. It's just one way. And the A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner, because Again, and I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but it is so important to understand this when you're sharing the gospel with someone. Unless and until they come to that place where they realize that they're a sinner, they have no interest in the Savior. Why would they have interest in the Savior? And the problem is, is that people as a whole think that they're good enough. Well, I'm a good person. And the problem with that is, is that there's going to be a lot of good people in hell and a lot of very bad people in heaven. Because that's not what determines whether or not someone goes to heaven or not. Has nothing to do with how good we are or the works we do. We are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's what His work was, His finished work on the cross. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 is really my favorite because it packages, if I can say it like that, the bad news first with the good news. Because I know this isn't proper English, but the bad or the bad news is, the good or the good news will be. What's the bad news? Well, the bad news is, is that the wages of sin is death. And we just got done reading that all have sinned. That means we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Yeah, because that's the penalty for sin. And we've all sinned. 
And so we've all been sentenced to death. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Jesus now comes and He goes to His death in our stead. I've been sentenced to death. And Jesus says, I'll die for you. No greater love hath any man that he would lay down his life for another. And in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why? Because of His love for us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And that actually brings us to the B, which is central. It's actually simpler than ABC. It's as simple as B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Sounds pretty definite to me. There's no ambiguity here. The jury isn't out. The verdict is in. How do you plead? Guilty as charged. I'm guilty. I've sinned. I've fallen short of the perfect standard of God's righteousness. I've missed the mark, which by the way is what the word sin means. It's an archery term. You shoot the arrow and you miss the bullseye, they would say, you sinned, you missed the mark, you fell short. And we've all missed the mark. We've all fallen short of God's perfect standard of righteousness. And (laughs) Jesus comes and says, "You, you sinned. You missed the mark. You fell short. But I didn't. You broke the law. I fulfilled the law. You've been sentenced to death. Would you like for me to go to my death in your stead? Yeah. And then the judge says, good news. Your death sentence, your death penalty has been paid. You are free to go. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13, ah, all, there's that word again, all. Look it up in the original language of the Greek New Testament. You know what the word all means? I know it's deeply profound. All have sinned. All who call upon the name of the Lord will, will, will be saved. It's that simple. Maybe in some ways it could be argued too simple, but it's childlike simple. Jesus said, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Aren't you glad for the simplicity, the childlike simplicity of the gospel? 
Aren't you glad it's that easy and simple? Can you imagine if it was complicated? Well, I, I wouldn't be saved. If I had to do something or complete an application or a form or, you know, fulfill these certain requirements, I, I, I wouldn't be saved. No, it's, it's that simple. For me, this was 40 years ago. Romans 10, 13, 40 years ago. All I did was, and, I, and nothing magic or mystical in the prayer, nothing wrong with that, by the way. We talked about this last week in the James teaching. You can repeat a prayer or say a prayer. That's not what saves you. For me, when I called upon the name of the Lord, I just, first of all, I was very intoxicated. I'm not proud of this. I was very high. I didn't really pray. I slurred everything. <laughs> it was just like, God, I want to go to hell. That's how I got saved. I call upon you. I fell asleep praying. I woke up the next morning. I was a new creation in Christ. All things had passed away. All things have become new. And I know it's different for everybody, but for me, it was so dramatic. I mean, it just, I, no longer did I desire those things because I was a new creation. I had the Holy Spirit in me now. And I was born again. I was a new creation. All because I called upon the name of the Lord. I want to share, lastly, a but God testimony. Well, J.D., my pastor, my wife and I stepped out in faith and trusted the Lord to see us through. We both lost our income. My wife got paid off, fired. I was on unpaid leave for four months, although the government paid me all my sick leave, so I only missed out on three or four weeks' pay. We live in Perth, Western Australia, where it is almost impossible to duck the needle and still have a job. No jab, no job. My wife lost her job after 15 years of being a research project manager working on new drugs and trial drugs. She has just got an interview with a company that does not require an injection, and that's looking very good. We'll find out this week. I have had to go to doctors and manage to get an appointment with my neurologist who gave me a letter suggesting that I not be given any injections. <laughs> the doctors made it crystal clear, unless you were half dead, no one will get an exemption. Like most people, I knew it was impossible. And I gave up. I failed and complained. I guess I must be a Hebrew facing the Red Sea and lost all hope. Thy will be done is all I have left but God. I got exemption from all injections. I just need to get notification of when to return to work. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Pastor J.D. I love it when God does that. Yeah, praise the Lord. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.